man, that song fires you up. If it does not make you want to run up a hundred flights of stairs and start just knocking people out, taking you back to the 80s, I don't know what does, but that fires me up, man. And I'm a big fan of Sly, Eye of the Tiger. You guys, what's up? This is your boy, Sina Azari. I'm coming at you live from the All Mindset Studio in beautiful Orange County. And I'm excited to bring to you two guests that made uh, quite a trip out from the East Coast. I'm grateful for their time, but they've put together with their teamwork a dynamic, successful enterprise that many are listening to might not even know these are the guys behind the product that you've been using. But their, their product provides so much value to not only the public that receives them, but to the individuals that are using them. And before I just start dropping their names, let me give you a, a small background of who's in here live with me in the studio and the amount of energy, fire, and passion. We have our man, Mr. Josh Stike. He's the first employee at Reminder Media, starting off in web design and created the first year of American Lifestyles magazines. That's right, you guys, American Lifestyle magazine, Reminder Media is behind those magazines that I was referring to earlier that you might have already seen the product. Began working on digital marketing two years ago, moving from product design to building the Reminder Media brand and doing an amazing job, lead generation, and of course, new product development. So Josh, thank you so much yeah, for your time joining us today, man. To Absolutely. Here. And of course, the man behind the brand, the president, this guy is, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know how old he is, but he's got to be one of the youngest, most successful entrepreneurs, uh, not only in the digital and, uh, you know, physical marketing space, but in entrepreneurial business in general. Um, he, he considers himself a sales fanatic, and I got to confirm he is, because uh, later I learned <laughs> that I ended up becoming a client on a close or a call that he had to uh, pick up from one of the reps out there and do the deal, and he did an amazing job. He's an expert team builder. If you guys start to follow his content, you'll see exactly what that means. The guys built a team from scratch or a few people to now, I, I would say, uh, well into uh, 100 plus. Well, he's worked with tens of thousands of realtors, uh, broke off now into the insurance space, financial advisors over the years, helping them understand how to connect with their client database in a way that generates leads, secures repeat clients, and more importantly, captures referrals. His team generates over 30,000 sales qualified leads a year that close at 20% from Facebook ads alone and has coached thousands of people how to use social media to connect with clients and grow their business. Mr. Luke Acri, how what you been, is man? up, man? I'm blushing. You guys see my face right now? We're on Facebook Live. I'm <laughs> blushing right now. I got red in my face. I love it. Love hey, man. It. Well, look, I appreciate you guys both making the trip out from Kings of Prussia. Kings of yeah, Prussia. Yeah, Kings of yes. Prussia. I love how you're saying it. Kings of Prussia. It's the King yeah, the of Kings Prussia. You know, I, it, it's crazy because um, most people don't know where that city is. Uh, and I know you guys are from it's a, there. It's basically a mall. It's yeah. basically a giant <laughs> thank shopping you, thank mall, you. That's business a, center. So, I, I don't feel as dumb for saying yeah. that. So it's King of Prussia. King, King of, of Prussia. Prussia. Outside of Philadelphia. So, yeah. So apparently only one dude lives out there. They didn't want to make it a plural. All right. So how is it being servants to the King of Prussia, y'all? <laughs> well, we always say, you know how like it's the Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. We, we are the King of Prussia. <laughs> hey, man. And, and, no, and no doubt I agree with you. So, so tell me, uh, how far is that from downtown? I mean. What is that? 30, 30 minutes from Philly? Well, the, the truth is it's only like 16 miles yeah. from Center City, the Philadelphia. Highway in between. But yeah, the 76 yeah. highway, well, it could take you two hours. To get down there. Now, you know that because you were out here. Yeah, I know. Obviously, that. Orange County. Oh, yeah, man. It's a mess. No, it's the a traffic's mess. traffic's terrible out here, too. But. So, so before before we dig deep and learn a lot about Reminder Media and the digital branding marketing space, the first question, of course, many people are wondering is Patsy's or Geno's? 
<laughs> is that right? Did Genos. I say? Uh, <laughs> you're a Genos fan? Yeah. Oh boy. I, I'm actually not a fan necessarily of either. I'm not a huge cheesesteak guy. Now, I grew up in Central Virginia, so I, I, I'm not a Philly boy at heart. Oh, um, oh man. So, King of Prussia is yeah, not feeling these yeah, comments, yeah, man. King of I'm Prussia telling you. going to hate on me. Sales it's, it will decline so for a few days. Here's where it gets so bad, man. It gets so bad that I'm actually a Washington Redskins fan. So when the Eagles yeah. won the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. It was, it was tore me up inside because we're in the same <laughs> division, man. So, and we have like a sweet at the Eagles, uh, so we That's go so to every cool. game, but I'm a Skins fan. So That's I, so cool. I, loyal. I love that, my blood. Man. I love that, man. So so tell me, uh, it's so so no Philly cheesesteaks on this side. We got Josh going with uh, Geno's. Uh, I'm not a fan of the, I guess you guys call it the, the whiz, cheese whiz. The whiz. Out yeah. here, we got real cheese, bro. That Like, like it's not melted. <laughs> when you, it melts from the heat. So I went out no, there. No, this is melted out of the can. I mean, Dude, exactly, bro. Cheese from the can. Go. Stay away. I'm not sure if you cheese. call it cheese. I think it's chemicals. It's a cheese product. I <laughs> the official so, so I, you know, I, I went out to Philly once, and I had a great time with my wife. I wish I would have known you guys then to come stop by your shop because – the amount of energy that you guys expel uh, from your organization is tremendous. Yeah. Great energy. I give you guys so much uh, credit and compliments on what you've been able to create. Thank you. Take me back to the beginning of Reminder Media. When when did this conglomerate start? Yeah, t- um, Josh, you can really speak to the garage. My my journey, Reminder Media has been what? It's been about 15 years now? About 15 years, yeah. yeah about 15 years. Yeah. So it started about 15 years ago. I joined the organization about, it's been about eight years. I was talking to Steve about it the other day. So to give you guys kind of the, the backstory of Reminder Media. So when I came out of college, I started a company called Nextmark Design, which was a digital web design uh, company. And so I was doing that, and I did that for about four years. And Steve, who was my uncle, and still is, but um, had done Reminder Media. I haven't ex- excommunicated him, so nobody get wrong ideas on this podcast. But he had started Reminder Media about 15 years ago with Josh um, yeah. in, in a garage. And um, he had reached a point, you know, we had talked. We, I knew him growing up from, like, family events, but um, didn't have, like, a close relationship with him. When I started the company Nextmark Design, is when I really started talking to Steve and, and just hearing where he's at and what he was doing with his business and what I was doing with mine. And he had really become a mentor at that point. And um, he had reached a point I think a lot of entrepreneurs do, which is about eight years ago, and he wouldn't mind me saying this, he'd reached, and maybe you've experienced this scene in your life and people listening have, is you reach like a point of like burnout. Absolutely. You reach like a point of like you're not sure if you want to continue on. You've had success, but you're not sure if you want to keep pushing it or not. And, you know, at that point in time, we had grown in our relationship, and he had convinced me, and I had convinced myself to join forces uh, with him. And that was about eight years ago. Steve, you are a smart man. Yeah, yeah, smart man. Because I know exactly what you were up to. (laughs) And so, and I mean, the rest is almost a little bit, you know, you call it history, but God's blessed us, man. It's been unbelievable. At that time, we had about, little about 40 employees. We're about 270, if you count our interns right now. So wow, I, if I don't yeah. count so I'm the sorry interns, when I said that yeah, yeah. it is hundreds. Yeah, yeah. That's so, amazing. And we have about 270 full-time, and then we have about 1099 contractors. So wow. we're working with about 370 people now and it's grown from being just american lifestyle magazine which you guys maybe know if you've listened to this you know we're sending millions of those out we've been doing it for years you guys might have seen an american lifestyle magazine across your desk it's now grown into a digital version of it we have a social media a component of it and so it's just been an amazing ride but josh give them a little bit of your flair because i think it would be really cool to hear this guy started in a garage 
and it was selling cars yeah. to, to make pay the bills. Yeah, we started in the proverbial garage. We were yep. selling cars on eBay, getting people coming in. Because we, we, we actually worked right near the Mannheim Auto Auction. So we would okay. have people coming in all over the country. Wow, it's a famous to, auction. <laughs> yeah, to get these cars locally um, because we were picking up for good deals and selling them on eBay. And then from that point, you know, where, where Steve was at in his business, he was never – like that wasn't it, right? He wanted to build something new because he he had started a company out in California prior to that called um, Healthy Healthy Pet, where he b- grew that thing, sold it, and then kind of learned some things from there in terms of like. Man, where's Steve? We gotta get Steve out here. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Awesome. He he's a little shy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you know him, you know he's not really shy, but he's. A little but yeah, shy. we worked we worked in the garage for about a year doing that, and then then we kind of um, we kind of split ways with the garage and worked from home, and I was doing some graphic design, web design work for him on the side. We were I would go to his office or his apartment, not his office, his apartment about That's once so a cool. week. We'd put together a new slide deck. He'd go somewhere, pitch it, come back and say, "All right, we got a new idea." And then one day, you know, he came in and, and said, "All right, well, we got some office space. We got an idea." going to do this magazine go figure out how to make it wow it's going to be the best magazine out there to help get past yep. the trash can whenever these magazines are coming with former clients because the biggest challenge that we saw with real estate right then was people were forgetting the name of the realtor uh 70 of people were forgetting the name of the realtor a year after the transaction mm-hmm. and it wasn't because they weren't right. good realtors it wasn't because they weren't good uh, professionals they didn't do a good job they weren't doing anything that was differentiating themselves from the dry cleaner down the street. They were sending the same magnets, the same postcards, the same things to build those relationships when you may have spent 12 right. to 18 months building that relationship right. in that same amount of time, right. you've lost it just as quickly. So how do we get something in the home that's gonna be high quality, stay on the coffee table, put you in the presence of opportunity and repeat referral business, which is where we start. Yes, repeat referral business. And that's where American Lifestyle Magazine came from. And since then, what we've noticed, we've we've done a really good job at obviously is the sales side, but then also the content creation side and being able to provide people with content and the social media has taken off in that amount of time. When we started this, social media wasn't a thing. Facebook was really just becoming available to the whole public. Hey, when you guys started, it was about Friendster. Well, it's Friendster, yeah. <laughs> and a point I would make that I think um, goes unnoticed a lot of times, but if you're an entrepreneur that listens to this show, you'll appreciate this. When we sold the first one, we didn't even have the product. No, like it was so a, cool. it was a what a, a better cool. homes and garden we, magazine with the a, a, a demo thing. We took a Buick <laughs> magazine and wrapped the cover around it, and Steve yeah, yeah. went up in front of uh, so, hundred yeah. presidents what and global cool banks. So if you don't have what if a you cool don't, story, man, I got goosebumps. Right? Dude, if you don't have a product, go out. It doesn't matter. You got the one. idea? Go sell one. Yeah. Go sell it, and you'll then make go, one quick yeah, if yeah, you sell yeah, one. Exactly. That's so cool, man. That's so. But it's been an amazing ride, and and Josh touched on the core, which is it's the sale, meaning like we have focused so hardcore. On, we have the saying at our office is plastered on our wall. Sales isn't everything; it's the only thing. And what that means to us is that you know it's not necessarily money in our pocket, though ultimately that's what it's going to end up being. Right. What it is is if our clients, like you're a client of Arsena, if you don't wake up every single day and believe that Josh and Luke and Reminder Media are working 24/7 to help you close a deal, which is a commission check, which is a nicer car, a nicer school for your kids, a vacation, really freedom in your life, right? Absolutely. If you don't believe that, all we're doing is producing a pretty magazine. And I hate to say it because we have blood, sweat, and tears in creating this thing. Yeah. You don't want a pretty magazine. Yeah. You want return want on investment, man. You want results. You want sales. You want, and, and this is a medium and a tool, just like social media is a medium and a tool to help you get there. And that has been the 
crux of what has made us make it versus other companies, whether they be competitive in the exact same product line or not competitive but in the same space, they have failed because they focus not on providing the sale for people, which is ultimately what matters when you're a marketing company. I love that, man. I agree with that. So, so tell me, how does the how does the evolution work from you you pitch this uh, wrapped magazine, this this prototype piece that's the first actual American yeah. lifestyles. You, you you present this at a conference with brokers in, in the. It was like a president. It was Coal Banker, yeah. yeah. Okay. Banker. So so Coal Banker, they they jump on this, and then how do you scale it to where now, in in my opinion, from actual just witnessing this, it's the only magazine that's relevant in the real estate space. I don't know. I don't even know if you guys have a competitor. If you do, I don't know them. Yeah. Yes, that's good. Don't yeah. mention them. Don't say their name, Josh. <laughs> I mean, what people? Uh, people in time? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I mean, well, you yeah. know, I mean, the way that the way that we started was we really kind of at the time, and this this model I think is becoming a little harder to maintain only because less and less people do in in uh, person sales meetings, right, mm-hmm. in real estate offices. But what we would do is we would go into the real estate office during the weekly sales meeting, mm-hmm. and then pitch the um, pitch the solutions that we were providing for, uh, and that's not how we started actually interesting to kind of tell you how we first started we would go around to all of the Caldwell Banker Home Sale Service Group's uh, offices in the area Lancaster Harrisburg Camp Hill York uh, Wyoming Gettysburg I would drive my Ford Focus around we bought this uh, cheap green screen with with uh, it's a plastic you know paper roll mm-hmm. um, we'd <laughs> set that up in these offices and so we promoted as hey come and get your photo taken smart for free right get a free full body headshot take smart, them, cut out the background we'll get that to you if you want it, um, if you want um, your photos cleaned and edited, like you can have the photos. If you want them cleaned and edited, try out the magazine, right? So then we would just sit there and sign up people on the spot. And we we probably took nine hundred to a thousand photos during that during that run, and we signed up two hundred twelve. Two hundred and twelve agents sent out awesome. seventeen thousand magazines in the first run. Now we've had about sixty thousand professionals using the product. We're currently sixty thousand professionals yeah. using the product from one hundred and forty yeah. different industries. Yeah. So uh, yeah. just just guesswork, and I could be wrong because I don't I don't know your business that well. But you were outsourcing the printing originally. Now you guys are I'm assuming yeah. doing it all in house. Yeah, yeah we we work. What really a cool closely. story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We work really close. I mean, I would actually sleep at our printer. At some point, <laughs> I had one of the guys down at the printer uh, knocked on the conference room. I was sleeping on the conference room table. Like, That's I, a cool I wouldn't need this man. conference room for a meeting. That's <laughs> like, a cool oh. story, man. I love this. So, so going off to sort of a, a different direction with the evolution of digital marketing and branding, uh, Luke, I know you're, you're very active out there, not only building the Reminder Media brand, but really branding yourself. Sure. Yeah. Um, I recognize it. You, you have an awesome podcast. Tell me a little bit about and our listeners about your podcast. Yeah, so our podcast is called Stay Paid. Shameless plug, check it out. Stay, stay Paid Podcast. Stay Paid. Yeah, Stay Paid. StayPaidPodcast.com. Stay okay. It's a sales and marketing podcast, but the real desire from this podcast was to share our journey. And so we, Josh mentioned, we've worked you know, with 60,000 plus um, professionals. We're learning from our failures with them and our successes with them. And we're learning from them every single day. And we wanted to share that and share our journey and what we're learning because we get a unique view. We get to be the marketing company of 60,000 plus people. We get a unique perspective. But it was more than that because we went through so many iterations. We recorded probably six to eight episodes and scratched them all mm-hmm. in the beginning because 
we just weren't feeling that we were giving something of value. So the key to our Stay Paid podcast is that we want to help you continue to be paid, right? But we want to give you a tangible action item to take after the podcast. So here we're delivering 20 minutes, 30 minutes, sometimes even an hour of some practical thing we've learned and then challenging you at the end to give you an action item that you go and apply to your business. So a perfect example, we did one on like creating your your budget uh, for your marketing and how you can do that. And so that was the key and still is the desire of my heart is that so many people, what I'm passionate about is so many people are searching for that magic bullet and they don't realize that there is no magic bullet. It literally is you just have to take action. And, and I explain it to new agents all the time. If you're a new insurance agent, you're a new realtor, you're looking for the system, the perfect system. So what ends up happening is you don't choose any system. Right. Yeah, you end up doing nothing. You go from one marketing company or one system, and you try this and dabble in it and go to the next, instead of realizing that literally if you just chose one of them, and just put all your effort and consistent and persistent with it, it would evolve and fine tune itself to end up being that perfect system for your business. But that's where so many new agents fail. And so our podcast and everything is just, that's my passion is to go, hey, look, yes, we're going to give you ideas and we're going to give you our thoughts. We're going to give you our stories. But the real thing I want you to take away, if you take anything away from 20 minutes of me rambling, is take action on this item right here. 15 minutes of your time this week, put pen to paper or whatever it is, door knock, make the cold call. That's what I'm passionate about. That's what the podcast and you, is about. And you could feel the passion, man. So um, is this, is this Luke, uh, do, do you run the sales meeting still? I mean, so I, so I have to uh, <laughs> delegate. I run every other Friday um, is now what I run for the company. I used to run them every day. I don't have the, um, well, twofold. One is I don't have the bandwidth to be able to do it because all the other stuff going on. But second is it's, you know, to grow a company, one of the things, one of my failures for people, if they want to know, hey, where's been your biggest failure in growing this company? One of my failures was not concentrating on the third string, which is developing leaders, right? So I was so concentrated on my second hand people, my, my second string, the people coming right off the bench who are going to be my managers that I forgot, wait a second, if this thing actually takes off. I need even more leaders and more leaders and more leaders. And so I failed at really thinking long-term and going, who's my leader three people from now? And what am I doing to invest in them? And so one of the reasons why I don't lead every morning meeting is because now we have our team leads who are in our organization or below managers. They lead and they split days leading so they get the experience of leading in front of a team you know because there's 150 people they're yeah, speaking I mean, in front of it's it, intimidating it is really cool to watch people who were on the phone grinding every day kind of boots on the ground now they're actually standing up and preaching this message that luke has really kind That's of instilled cool. in the company and passed it on and and even uh, across all the organizations you know we're st or all of our departments within the organization we're seeing a lot more people and it's because of the consistency with your message. And we just went through this whole process of our mission and our and our core values and our vision statement and everything. And once you have that and you're consistent with it, people will start jumping on board. Yep. Or, or they'll find somewhere well, else. You have to be, here's a point I would make, you have to be evangelical about it. So I'm the son of a pastor, so it's just ingrained <laughs> in me. Cool, I, can't, I can't help it. But um, you have to be, a leader has to be evangelical. Cena, you have to be evangelical about the disruptor. 
It's got to be like the gospel, man. It's got to be where you're building. I mean, who are your disciples? Who are going out there? And this is not meant to, I mean, I don't mean this in a bad way at all. No, it's a good I, way. I totally you get it, You have to be evangelical about your message because that's what gets people up in the morning. The money won't. The title won't. It will for a while. Right. But it won't long term. Right. But having an evangelical message will. So. Yeah, I love that, man. So, you know, picking up on, on some of these segments, Josh was there with Steve years ago. You mentioned Luke eight years eight ago. Years, you, yeah. you you get introduced to the opportunity or choose to, to get more involved in the opportunity. Where do you start at to where now you're the president? You don't yeah. walk in the president. Yeah, no, don't walk in the president. So it was an interesting time. So we came in when I came in about eight years ago. Um, and, and, and I, I don't remember, what, did, what did the organization look like then? Yeah, so it was so a little over 40 people. Okay. So a little over 40 people when I came into the organization then. Uh, the biggest difference of the organization was the majority of our sales was coming from outside sales. So it was coming from 1099 contractors. And we were experiencing um, a decline. Um, and it, it was kind of like a lull. It wasn't growing and it was slowly, we could see the writing on the wall going down and we knew we needed to translate to somehow evolve to do inside sales. We had never had success on the phones. So when I got there, I picked up the phone and I started calling. And really the, the magic moment for, for me was my first day on the phone, I was about two hours in and I closed my first deal, my first realtor. And it was at that moment, which is kind of corny and cliche, but it was, I realized we can do this. We can do this over the phone, mm -hmm. and not only can we do this over the phone, mm -hmm. we can grow this floor and scale it. Right. So now we have 100 and, uh, I guess it's 120, about a little over 120 on the phones. That's cool. And we had basically two at that time. And, and you were one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> closing deals. And, and that Josh really was, was, yeah. <laughs> well, Josh, you also, were on the phones. You were on the phones. He was also the print, print in press, the too. Yeah. yeah, in the very beginning. Um, so the, the real scaling of the company has come from just being, I, I mean, it's a little bit of luck and a little bit of skill and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, but it's really our ability, how we translate it, growing it from being an outside sale, face-to-face -face sale, to a over-the-phone cold call. Because now my reps, we make 150, 200 calls a day. Right. We're calling the Cenas of the world 150, right. 200 times right. and giving our value proposition um, and that's really how the organization has scaled is, is just growing that again and again. We just opened up our second location. For Congratulations. Sales. Where's the second one? So second location's in Ballot-Kenwood, so it's closer to the city. It's basically 10 minutes right outside the city. In, in what city? It's Ballot-Kenwood. Weird names, I know. Ballot-Kenwood. Yeah, Ballot-Kenwood. So we have 17 people there now there, but they, it can hold 50, so we're growing it to 50 salespeople there. Well, I want to say um, what, what really motivates me is uh, myself leading an organization. I consider myself a working manager or a working leader. And Luke, um, I, I take good notes, and I want to give credit where credit is due. And I got to give a shout out to your boy. Uh, his name is Ben. I hope he's thriving with you guys. And if he's not, you, you owe him a heads up call of, hey, Ben, I hope you're doing well. But um, Ben reached out to me. For those of the people that don't know, he reached out to me, he gave me two, three calls. This guy was a hard worker and me knowing what the phones are like, you know, salespeople usually are the best people to sell to because they res respect and understand the grind. Right. So Ben called and I don't read a lot of magazines, but you know, I wanted to get my picture on something and it sounded exciting. He did a really good job, but I kept, I guess, putting on the back burner. And then I get a call from this gentleman named Luke. And uh, this is the Luke who's now in the studio. I didn't know your role in the organization. This is not too long ago. This is under two years. So the fact that you got a guy that's 
running and building and has grown and built with the support of Josh and other you know, dedicated team members, a multi-million dollar company, you're the president, you, you jump on that call and which with much, much respect, you closed me uh, in, in, in a good I way. I mean, you, you, you did your job and, and you delivered on, on an awesome product and, and I value the product and I thank you for the support you provided. But how often do you say, hey, you know what, I, I see a guy on the phones, let me go out there and, and grab the phone and help him close it. I mean, you yeah. don't hear that at all. Yeah, you don't. You know, I think it's amazing. One of the reasons why is I think because, um, well, one, you have the classic, which is the ivory tower. So a lot of people, when they earn their stripes, don't want to get in the, in the trench. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer, in, and this is part of our core values, really, is in this leadership, and it's really servant leadership. So the leaders are the ones who get in the, the ditch mm -hmm. and dig mm -hmm. right alongside, mm -hmm. right? But um, really, for me, it's if I can't do it, I can't be evangelical about it, mm -hmm. right? So if I can't, if I can't have the confidence to get on the phone and close somebody myself, or get in there and help somebody close, mm -hmm. I can't have, I, I can't be evangelical about it. So, and and what will keep me from that is what my ego. So what keeps you right now? If you're a manager and you're not jumping on the phone with your people, it's your ego because you're afraid that you're going to mess I up in front that, of them. Bro. But I'm telling you, man, if you mess up in front of them, what you're truly doing is you're truly building a good tribe. You're truly building a great team because when you see your leader fail, guess what? You have real respect for your leader mm -hmm. and how they handle well it. Well said. So, so I'm just saying, if you get on the phone and you do the work, even if you fail, you're teaching such a valuable lesson. You can look at them and go, man, I really screwed that one up. All right, let's try again. Yeah. Meaning like. That's Get what you can, on. yeah, you can literally teach as you're getting and, and doing, and I'm a huge proponent. So, so when, when, when was the last time you grabbed the phone and closed the sale? So last time I closed the sale was literally last week. I have That's a huge so cool. deal. That's so cool. I hope, I have a huge deal that I hope is coming through. I don't want to mention you it know too what? much, it, but it, it has to it do will, with. It will come through. Yeah, it will come through. It's good business. But you it's, deserve it, It's bro. with LPL, so I'm, I'm hoping that wow. that one's going to come LPL, through man. for us. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I, I, I love this If you story. know any big wigs in LPL, let me let me know their names because I need to start uh, getting them all signed up. Yeah, dude. What a, what a, is it, being the person who's on the other end of the phone, um, I took it as, okay, Ben lined up the, the appointment. It seems like he's a little warm. Let's get the closer in there. And I really thought it was probably the sales manager or, or, the, or the phone room manager, the booth manager that just did his job sure. supporting the team, came on there, built really good rapport. Gave me zero price breaks, by the way. Let me plug that out there. I was trying to negotiate <laughs> setup fees. I was asking for an extra picture. I mean, just random stuff just to feel like I got a good end of the deal. He did a good job diffusing every objection, and I still ended up signing up. And, uh, you know, I think that happened for, for, the, for something much greater, which is for us to get a chance to connect today and uh, be part of this conference that's going on tomorrow. So I have... I have tremendous respect for you, Luke. I appreciate that. Um, it's not it's not only for the business that you've built, but the fact that you genuinely are the type of leader that um, I not only aspire to be, but that people should feel good working for. Mm. And that's what's cool because so many people could uh, earn the income, earn the title, earn the accolades, and sort of say, well, I did my part. Now you guys go do it. And if you fail, it's okay because I failed too. You're still doing the things that um, you've graduated and handed off other people to still yeah. do. 
And that's why I said, when was the last time you did that? Because I said, was I just a random Friday pickup that you said, hey, I was at the office at the right time? But you said, no, just last week, yep. you did it again. I so. have a guy right now that's literally all I have him do is just I, put me on the phone with anybody. I'm walking into so many phone calls right now. His name's Andrew Saxis. So if he listens to this, shout out to Hey, I know Andrew, man. Yeah, Absolutely. Andrew. So, um, but he just literally just is now booking appointments that I'm just getting on random phone calls with him to see if we can close the deal. I think a point that I would make is, Fear comes from lack of knowledge. Knowledge comes from lack of practice, training, right? Investment. So if you find yourself fearful to get on the phone, it's because you lack knowledge. And if you don't, if you lack knowledge, it's because you lack training and you're, and you're not investing in yourself, you're not practicing. So that's just a point I would make is that if you're, if you're scared right now to get on the phone, if you're scared right now to pitch somebody, it's because you're not trained. I love it, man. So uh, disruption, we hear the term everywhere yeah. um, in so many different industries. What is, uh, and I'm gonna ask you this, Josh, what does disruption mean to you? The VP running this organization, what does disruption mean when you hear that? Yeah, we were just, uh, you know, I think every time we get into an Uber, like we make this same comment, but when we look at, like we're, we're, we're going through this in our business right now, where we are getting ready to expand, we're getting ready to offer new products, and we're constantly um, caught in the decision-making between, do we go where the demand is, right? And it's kind of like, um, uh, Henry Ford would have said, right, if we would have asked what people wanted, they would have wanted a faster horse, you know, but we <laughs> created a car. Uh, so we're, we're always stuck in between, do we, do we develop this product that we know we can sell really fast and that we can do well because we have all of the content, we have the technology behind it, we have the client base there, or do we kind of go take a risk, try something completely new that people don't know what they want yet? When we started the magazine, you know, and this is not Uber level disruption, but mm -hmm. there was definitely nobody. And it's kind of what you said when, when you got on the phone with our sales caller, I, I don't want a magazine. I don't read a magazine, but that's not what it is. And it's so it's, it's, it's teaching someone that it's not about the magazine. The magazine is simply a tool to help you build relationships. And we just put this blog out recently about how, you know, the American dream has changed over the last hundred years or something like that. Absolutely. But the one thing that remains consistent through all of the technologies and all of the different new innovations is the relationship. And if you can find a way to further or enhance or build that relationship, no matter if it's a completely new technology, a completely new product, you're going to be able to disrupt even that area of the market um, because you're going to have something that people are always going to need and it's going to be in a way that's going to stand out and be completely different for that particular time. Wow, man, I love that. So you guys have been ready, waiting for disruption before it even became mainstream terminology. I love that. So, so to you, disruption is actually, you see it as opportunity, as something of positive. You, you're not threatened by disruption. No, well, I mean, you're, you're definitely taking a risk, yeah, but there's that's very little threat. I think what what is interesting and built into our core values as well is just fail faster, right? So if you're trying to get that system together and you're not sure if it's not perfect, you don't have it completely planned out yet, try it, fail faster. If it fails, move on to the next thing quick. Don't stay on that trying to make something work if it's dead, if it's not going to work. Move on to the next thing, fail on the next thing, keep going. That's Move cool, man. You could, you could tell you guys run a really tight culture. Everyone's on the same page. Uh, if I close my eyes, I, you guys are both sharing very similar strong messages. Uh, it's it's just fire. So here's 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 one thing that I wanted to know. Where do you see America? Let's it's Reminder Media. American yes. Lifestyle is the product that's backed by created by Reminder Media. Right. Where do you see Reminder Media in three to five years from now? Oh yes. 
And is it okay to discuss? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. So here's my rant. Here's my problem with marketing, right? And this gets us into where I see us going as a company. The problem with marketing is 90% of marketing is irrelevant. Meaning the average human being is seeing thousands of pieces of marketing a day, according to statistics, trust them if you want. But meaning you're seeing billboard ads, postcards, emails, text messages I now get have marketing in them from Best Buy. 5,000 advertisements a day. Right, 5,000 advertisements a day. So the reason why is because it's not relevant to you, you ignore it. So if you buy a car today and you watch a car commercial tomorrow, you wasted 15 seconds of your life. It's not relevant to you. So what's the future of Reminder Media? The future of Reminder Media is we have a gold mine with us, which is this content that we have. American Lifestyle Magazine is one medium that we deliver this content. It's art, travel, food, recipes. My dream and where I think we are getting to, the companies that understand this are Facebook, Google. They use data, what you search, what you like, they use that to serve up to you relevant advertising. We're trying to do the same thing for the touch point relationship marketing industry. Meaning I'm developing a system right now to send the right thing to the right person at the right time through the right medium. So imagine, see now I don't know what your hobby is, but let's say your hobby was golf. I would send you a golf article. My hobby's music. You would send me a music article. It would be relevant content. So when you're dripping on people and you're doing a touch point with people, it's not just generic content. It's something relevant, specific to them, personalized to them. Because my wife's a vegetarian. If you send her a bacon recipe, done. Right. It, you don't done. know her, right? Post. She goes, oh, you don't know me. She's not mad at you, but you right. don't know me. She tosses it. You send her a vegetarian recipe, and then you do what a great salesperson does, which is follow, follow up, up and say, hey, Megan, was thinking about you. Actually wanted to check in, see if you got that vegetarian recipe I sent you. It made me think of you when I saw it because I know you're vegetarian. I know you like to cook. How are things going with you and Luke in the house? Oh, by the way, do you know anybody else who's looking to buy or sell real estate? That is gold. Because what is marketing? Marketing is all about getting attention. Because when you can get that attention, then you can translate that attention into your message and then the, ultimately them taking action on what you want them to take action on. We're in the business of helping you get the attention of your people. And we're going to do it through relevant marketing. I love that, man. Relevant marketing. That's so cool. So uh, I want to ask you, Luke, you're a speaker at the conference. Yeah. And thank you uh, for, for volunteering. No, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I'm fi- I'm if fired. you can't tell, guys, I- I'm excited. Dude, I'm just as excited. <laughs> and for, for the attendees that is gonna that are going to see this guy on stage, and connect with you before and after and throughout because there's so much value they can take away from from the organization you've created and impacting the real estate industry. And now I know financial services industry, you guys right. have broadened out your reach. Um, what is top two takeaways or messages that you plan to deliver for those that might not make it to the conference? Yeah, love it. So two messages that I would want you guys to hear. And I'm gonna, one of them would be the message I just shared, which is, you know, hey, If you want to know how to stay relevant in this industry, you better get your marketing personalized. You better know your database of people that you're trying to contact. You better know their likes, their interests, their wants, their needs, their great, as Tony Robbins would say, know their greatest pain points and their greatest desires and then create an irresistible offer. So in your marketing today, for for social media, when you think of your social media marketing, how do you make it personalized to the people you're trying to reach so it actually delivers value? That's first takeaway. Second, which is key, is the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. The number one mistake everybody will make from the conference tomorrow is we're going to have a bunch of people show up, and the number one mistake is they're going to hear us for eight hours, and they're going to go home, and they're going to do nothing. 
I believe it. That they're going to do nothing. Yeah. And that's the majority of people. I think it's people remember 10% of what they hear a week later. Mm-hmm. So, right? So, if I could give you anything, even if it's, a, this sounds insane, but it's the truth. Even if it's a bad idea, you're better off taking action on the bad idea than doing nothing. No, no action at all. Correct, because that bad idea will lead you down the road to going, oh, that was a bad idea. All right, switch directions. Let's try this idea, and you'll get to the right idea faster. I always tell people there's multiple ways up the mountain. Just don't stop. When you get to the top of the mountain, you might look back and go, man, I really took the long way up this mountain. I could have gone up this way. That's okay. You still made it to the top, baby. You're still at the top of the mountain. I love that, man. I love that. Well, you guys, you heard it right there from Mr. Josh Stike. Josh Stike, Luke Akery. Reminder Media, what I just took away, there's multiple ways to the top of that mountain right there. Don't be scared. Take action. See you guys later. Sina Azari, thank you again, gentlemen, for your trip. And Ryan, behind the lens, I appreciate you. Check these guys out, ReminderMedia.com. They're bringing you nothing but value. Appreciate it. Be safe.